from the Stereo Sound Record Studios, your home for the best in unsigned and indie punk, rock, and metal. This is The Mosh Pit with your host, Wes Everett.
never titled Event Horizon. And then we can say welcome to the mosh pit. Welcome to the mosh pit. You know who I am. And guess who I've got back with me one more time? Mr. Gavin Kerr. How you been, man? I've been great. I've been good. It's, it's been... People don't know. It's been very recent the last time you and I talked. But uh, to them, it's been a while. <laughs> it has. It has. Yeah. So lots of things have changed. But first off, before we get into any of that nonsense, what have you been up to? Let's start oh, there. Oh, God. I've been up to so much. I've been up to... Personally... You know, I'm in big, in big life. I've been doing a lot. You know, I uh, had a kid for a while, for um, eight months actually. We had, we had a we got a six month old. Um, it was my fiance's nephew that we got emergency custody for while his parents were sick, and so we had him from a little baby, like you know, six months old, till uh, till eight months later. So um, he was. 14 months I can do math right I just woke up <laughs> so from 14 months I uh eight months I got I gotta be a dad essentially you know I woke up early in the morning with him at between the hours of six and eight o'clock eight when he was being nice and let me sleep a little bit and I'd spend the day with him I'll stay at home dad for a long time uh doing that and then I would still DJ at night we would have sitters or we would figure out a way where I'd still be able to do that but it was um is extremely rewarding. We just recently uh, were able to give him back to the uh, parents. They're feeling better now. They've gotten through everything. So that's amazing. Uh, it's just an eye-opening experience in so many levels. And it's more than anything, it's excited me more for when I eventually have kids of my own one day. There you go, man. Yeah. I think you make a great dad. I hope so. <laughs> I'd like to think so. I'll only drop him once or twice, yeah. At that age, they bounce. It's fine. They do. Very, <laughs> very flexible, very malleable. <laughs> We're going to get some flack for that comment. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. No, no, no. Are people still mad about babies right now? I thought they were mad about uh, beer cans right now. Uh, is it beer cans? There's no telling what people that. are mad about. <laughs> uh, I try to, I am so disassociated with everything now that yeah. I'm just like, you know what? Y'all do whatever you want to, because you are going to anyway. So what does it matter what I think? I I do the same thing. I um so I've been building this frog tank, all natural. It's like a 55 gallon tank that I have. I've made it so it's completely self-sustaining. It's all bio and everything. I got like uh I got like isopods and shit in there that eat all like the dead stuff and the leaves and the the frog shit. And it's it's basically its own little environment. It's got their food in there. But I've been doing this for like two months now I've been working on this because it's expensive. It's a huge tank. You know, I got to buy all these yeah. materials for it. And I feel like every time that I, that I would get a new material and I'm mm -hmm. putting it into the tank outside my window, there's a new angry mob with pitchforks and torches pissed about something just walking <laughs> up and down the street. <laughs> uh, yeah. You got to love it. You got to the only uh, the process. Yeah. So a little bit of history here. Um, I say history like it's some big deal. Um, three weeks ago, a kitten out back behind our studio just gave birth. She had five little kittens. Oh, shit. So, so we've been taking care of them, helping out, and yeah. they're this close to being getting ready to give away and go away. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> but, of course, my girl wants to keep one, so we're going to oh, yeah. have a studio cat. 
course she does. That's yeah. fantastic. Have fun with that. I have a, I have two cats here. They're my mother's cats. I fucking hate them, man. I'm not a cat person in the slightest bit. I like, I like dogs. I like yes. reptiles and amphibians. I'm all right with some birds. I don't like cats and I don't like rodents. They're it's not my thing. And uh, I plan on buying the house eventually. Um, actually, hopefully sooner than later, I plan on buying the house. So I'm about to get a very nice uh, raise at work. I'm taking over the DJ company that I work for. Dude, congrats. Uh, thank you. Thank you. The um, the owner and CEO, he's stepping back to start a new business and he wants me taking over. I've been working for this company since I was 18. Oh, wow. You know, this is um, this is the longest job that I've ever had. I've been doing it for five years now. Very, very excited. We just hired on like two or three new people. And once they're all trained and ready to go, then I will be, I'll be taking over. I'll be managing the whole company. I'll be setting up shows and gigs. I'll be handling the money. My, uh, my pay will double essentially. So I'm fucking stoked. And I plan on buying this house. I want to do the, um, the, the FHA loan or whatever it is. Yeah. If there's a way to do that. And then there's something else that you do and you combine it. You only put down 3%. And then I'm, I have roommates, so I'm just going to have them rent out continuously while I'm still living here to help pay for the mortgage and everything. There you go. Um, there's a couple more little details I got to look into to make sure I'm doing it all properly. <laughs> but I got a friend who did the same thing, and he's having no issue with it. So pretty soon, I'll uh, not only will I be running a business, but I'll be a homeowner. It's pretty fucking awesome to say at 23. Dude, that's awesome, man. Congrats. <laughs> Thank you. And congrats. Yeah. So... I think we've talked about your DJing job before or now your career. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, give us a little bit of history of that. What, um, how'd you get into it? What kind of music do you play? Uh, you know, tell yeah, us a little bit. Yeah. So uh, really, really quick. Cause there's a lot of people that always ask this. They're like, Oh, like where, where can I find your music at? It's not that kind of DJing. I'm mm-hmm. um, not like spinning records or anything like that. It's um yeah, I do karaoke and trivia nights. I host weddings, special events, private parties, things like that. Okay. Uh, so much respect for people who do make their own music and do like DJing like that and do do the records, make the mixtapes, or like huge respect to them. I did have one guy come up to me though at at a, at a bar, the bar that I was at last night. Actually, it wasn't last night, but it was at that same bar. I had a guy come up to me one time, and he was kind of a. He was about my age. You know, I could tell by the way, like he acted, he was young. He's kind of cocky and he's talking to me about all the things that I do. And I'm like, oh yeah, you know, it's cool. It's fun. I get paid to hang out, drunk people, listen to music. And he goes, yeah, you ever thought about doing real DJing? And I look at him, I go, oh no, I like to make money for what I do. So that that was kind of my shop. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but absolutely no disrespect to uh, anyone who does that. You know, it's, it's amazing and it's difficult. Disrespect to that one guy. He was a twat. But um, anybody else, you're cool. <laughs> but the way that I got into it was actually my roommate, uh, Alina, who lives here. She and I used to go to this bar called Teams in Middleburg Heights when um, we had just graduated high school. It was, it's like a, it's a bar family place. It's like a restaurant. We went there one night for a band that we saw playing. We were just driving by and we saw this band playing. We're like, fuck, let's go check them out. We just got out of work. We're tired. We want to like kind of relax and unwind. And then we had a great time. I saw the sign that said karaoke the next night. And I was like, hey, let's come back tomorrow. And so we did. And that's where I met DJ Evan of uh, DJ Evan Entertainment. And I had a blast while I was there. We started coming every week for like two months. Just went every week to karaoke. 
And uh, he saw me at Chipotle one day and he came up to me. He goes, dude, I love your energy. You got an awesome voice. Let's like, do you want to do this for a living? And I was just taken back and I was 18. I knew that I wanted to entertain Mm -hmm. as a living, but I didn't know specifically what I wanted to do. Even now it's, it's hard to like pinpoint. Like there's, there's so many things that I love doing entertainment wise and I'd be truly happy doing any of them as a living. And so I said, yes, I was still working restaurants at the time. So I only did a part-time. The more that I did, the more that I fell in love with it, uh, the, the more that I really enjoyed it and started to take on more shows. And by the time that I had a full week of shows, COVID hit. Ugh. And I lost fucking all my shows. There is no more DJing to be done. I'm still with the company. We were still doing stuff. It was just, we were just kind of dead in the water. So I was stuck at all the garden making to-go meals for these hungry people. And, oh, my God, that fucking place. (laughs) So during COVID, during the lockdown, were you guys doing, like, private parties, like the small, intimate things, or was it just completely dead? Yeah, we weren't really doing anything. Like, it was was pretty much on full lockdown. Um, I think... Cause this is what, cause this is what Evan does full time. I'm pretty sure that he had to do, um, oh, what is it? He had to do like some kind of like business credit or some kind of uh, like unemployment thing. I'm not sure exactly what he had to do, but uh, thankfully, you know, he he has a wife who was in the military, so they had some means of uh, support and income. Yeah. But I, I I just I just had to go back to working in Olive Garden until things cleared up, and then once they did, as soon as they did, we hit the ground running. We were calling probably. Uh, I think I was calling maybe two dozen bars a day Wow! in my, in my area, in all the surrounding cities, like every day, just calling bars up and saying, Hey, uh, we're this company. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. Are you interested essentially? And then I ended up leaving all the garden and I called Evan and I said, Hey, I don't have this job anymore. This is what I want to do. I need your help. Nice. And I, I just jumped into the deep end for it. And he was very surprised and taken back. because it was really out of the blue. And um, he said, then that's what I did. You know, he helped me. He got, got my shows with me. And I've been doing it full time ever since. I've gotten a couple secondary jobs now and again, just to help pay for things. Like my braces were seven grand. So I had to pay those off. Um, but for the most part, I've I've been DJing and strictly DJing for the last five years, and now I'm finally taking over. The Hell Freaks, PBSS.
Dude, that's awesome, man. Absolutely. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. So is it, do y'all just go to different bars to do stuff? It's not like one venue that you play at every night? Yeah, so we have regular shows and then we have um, we have special events. So like throughout the week, I have five regular shows that I do. From Tuesday to Saturday, I have regular shows. And then Sunday, Monday, I have off right now. Those are always at the same bar, same time, doing the same thing. Um, and then we'll get like weddings, we'll get special events, we'll get private shows, we'll just get those all throughout the year. Okay. But all the DJs, they get regular shows. They get that steady flow of income. It's not a bad deal. Not no, a bad it's deal not. at all. No, my favorite thing is that it's uh, it's ten ninety nine, dude. I wrote off like two thousand dollars worth of food last year. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It, that's awesome, man. But I I'll be honest with you, in my personal opinion, I will never be a ten ninety nine again. No hell with all that noise. No, <laughs> fair. I understand. There's give and take to it. There there is. It's really yeah. cool being your own boss, setting your own hours, doing your own thing, and writing off what you can. Yeah. There's also that whole trying to write off everything, keep every receipt. And oh, I got a binder. I'm super fucking organized. Oh, you got that whole. Yeah, yeah. I, I have I have a binder that is just labeled with tabs. There's food. There's car parts. There's clothing. There's maintenance. There's like whatever I need is in mm. there. And as soon as I get that receipt, it goes in my wallet. And at the end of the day, it goes into that binder. So I have everything all done. I got like a spreadsheet that I do at the end of the year. I got all that. I haven't paid any tax in the past couple of years because I'm so nice. good at the write-offs. There you go. You know, yeah. I honestly believe if everybody in this country was a 1099, we would get rid of IRS. We would do away with the income tax altogether. Even not being 1099, you can still write off stuff when you're W-2 and oh, people yeah. don't know that. Like if, if people just wrote off. Because nobody does their own taxes. To. Yeah, yeah, nobody does their own taxes. If people start doing their own taxes and realizing how badly they're getting screwed over by this government that doesn't give a damn about them, yeah, we would get rid of the IRS. Yeah, I had Period. to. Um, <laughs> I, I bought a. Uh, I bought a vehicle for the company. I bought a company vehicle for work, and yeah. I got to write off that entire vehicle. Car payments, insurance, everything. Yeah, nice. yeah everything, everything gone. Yeah, that's awesome. My cell phone. I, I didn't even know that I could do this, so I went to the tax office this year. Mm. Uh, my cell phone, they have me write it off because I use it for work. Yep. No. Yep. That's, yeah. that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. It's, it's ridiculous. The things that you can write off. If you have an office space, mm -hmm. like if, if I had an office space specifically for work, I could take the square footage of that, do the math of that in respect to my house and respect to rent. And then yeah. I could factor in how much it costs for that specific room. And that now that whole room is a tax write off. Shit. Maybe I should be a 1099. <laughs> Might yeah. have to get some money yeah. back. There's so much more that you don't realize. <laughs> so exactly. Like yeah. I said, I've I've been doing my own for a while, but again, I'm also a W2. So yeah, basically whatever they give me, I just there it is. Here you go. See ya. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's what they want you to be. That's right. I'm I'm a good little sheep. Yeah. <laughs> Pay my little bills and just leave me alone. <laughs> By the way, if the IRS is listening, please don't audit me. I'm <laughs> part of me wants to be cocky, be like, oh, yeah, two of the sons of bitches. I, fuck, I dare you to audit me. Part, another part of me is all like, ah. <laughs> don't poke them. Don't poke them. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Because they're going to they're gonna find one receipt that's missing. They're, they're, they're going to find they're gonna find the one, the that, one Reuben sandwich 
Yeah. That, uh, was it for work? And they'd be like, oh, <laughs> son of a bitch, that's a $10,000 fine. Uh, yeah. And then how many man hours to go through every other receipt to be like, I don't know. This was this was taken at like 1059 and you didn't start until 1101. Yeah. So technically. Yeah. All the technicalities. It's, <laughs> it's a game of chess. That's what it is. It's just finding those loopholes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. So now, as far as your music goes, we're going to get back to the interview here. Leave yeah. the IRS alone for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> um, what have you got going on for your music? What are you working on? So I've started a solo project that I'm doing. Um, the way that I'm going about it, the way that my plan is, I, I do have access to a, a studio where I'm able to do my demos and everything. I have a couple people in mind to help me out, like... Um, Jordan Gannon, my old drummer from when I was in Dying Desolation, he's going to help me out with the drum tracks because I have everything in my head. Mm -hmm. I I don't know shit about drumming. I I don't know a goddamn thing about making beats or drum tracks at all. So he's going to help me with that. Uh, The plan that I have is I want to have five songs completely written and recorded. Once those songs are completely written and recorded, I want to have two music videos completely done. And then once those two music videos are completely done, I'm going to release one video with one song. I'm going to start doing another video. And then once that third video is done, I'm going to release the second video with the second song. And basically every two two to three months, just release another song with another video. And I just always have that, um, that backup product in case something happens where I can't meet a deadline or I, I can't put something out yet, whether it's a, it's a mental block or I'm on vacation or I'm busy with work or doing shows or I get sick or something like that. I always have that extra video and song just in the chamber. Nice. Not a bad I'll way to be. That. Yeah, I'll do that. And then uh, just constantly be writing and working on shit. There you go. That's not a bad plan, man. Cause yeah. who knows when we could enter another lockdown. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. But yeah, that's that's awesome, dude. So Thank you're you. you've got plans, you've got your thing going. Um, how's your Ninja Warrior training going? It's coming along, man. It's coming along. I uh, I'm about to start my first cut, which I'm really excited for. I've uh, I've started out. I think the first time that we talked, I was like 155 pounds or around there. I was maybe like just over that, mm-hmm. and now I'm at a very comfortable 180. I'm trying to get to uh, trying to get to 185, and once I get to there, then I'm going to start doing my cut. Um, I'll probably cut down to probably cut down to like one from 185. I'll cut down to like 175, probably give or take. Uh, do do like a 10 pound cut, and then see how I feel about my body and my strength. Then it's so hard because I you know the body dysmorphia is so real. Like I I can, I can visibly see all my abs right now, no problem. But then I still, like, I look down slightly. I'm like, oh, there's, like, a little bit of love handles there. And it's, like, it's mostly skin. So I'm in there. It's just all in my fucking head. It's all in my head. There you go. That's what you got to keep telling yourself, man. It's just, it's all that mental power. Because, yeah. It's all (sighs) in my head. But I'm trying to work more on my grip strength. Doing rock climbing. I got to pull up bar outside. Do dead hangs. Got all these grip exercises. That's mostly what it is. Like, when you look on a, when you watch those shows, Mm. the people who do the best at it, it's not like the crazy sprinters mm-hmm. or the like the super athletes who like specialize on like strength training. Now it's it's the rock climbers 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the rock climbers, and then behind them would probably be like CrossFit people. Yep. Yeah. I don't want to do CrossFit. That's never appealed to me. I tried it one time, uh, and this lady almost had me fuck up my back. She was having me doing deadlifts with my body weight as fast as I could, Ugh. as many times as I could for like, I think it was like a minute or two straight. And halfway into it, I was like, this is dumb and dangerous. And my lower back hurts. So clearly, I <laughs> clearly this is wrong. Yeah, clearly I'm doing something wrong. And my technique She's like, oh, no, it's perfect. Go faster. I'm all like, oh, fuck you. I'm not doing that. <laughs> that snapping noise. That's perfectly normal. Yeah. That's how you glow. I'm not a glow stick fish. Like, calm down. That's how you shine. There you go. Yeah, it's coming along. It's coming along. Uh, Everything, everything I'm doing right now in my life, it's for, it's for one of two things. It's for um, personal pleasure, like the frog tank and doing music is for personal pleasure. Exercising is for personal pleasure, but it's also for career. Like Mm -hmm. when I am working out, I'm doing in a way, not only for like the Ninja Warrior is a huge goal of mine. But I'm also thinking about like being on stage, that aesthetic that I want to have when I'm on stage, the body type I want to have. I'm also thinking about when I have kids one day, you know, being able to physically keep up with them. Mm -hmm. Even when they're six months to a year old, they're exhausting. You got to run around with them a lot. You got to throw them like I was throwing that kid all the time in the air. I was picking them up. I was putting them down. I was making them laugh. Like there, it's a lot of work. So I'm always trying to make sure that, um, when I'm doing things in life, it is something that directly satisfies whatever that urges and whatever that initial goal is, but it's something that accounts for everything. Like I play a whole bunch of chess every damn day. I play, I play probably 20 games of chess, whether it's one minute bullet or it's on um, a 10 minute blitz. I'm always playing chess and that's because I love the game so much, but I also know that it, it helps me rewire my brain for the day. That's how I like to start the day is with like two or three games of chess because it it wakes me up. It forces me to focus. I can get into it really easily despite my crazy scatterbrain. And it also, when I hit those learning curves, I know that mentally I'm progressing. Mm -hmm. Demon Scar, don't bite the hand that feeds. As you drag through the blood, the dollar sign was all the lines. The demon lab is done, the rapture has begun. The city of angels, the bringer of death. Know the pain with lovely success. The camera's eye, there's nowhere to hide. Say goodbye to the simple life. Don't fight the hand and feet. Life brings you to your knees. Don't fight the hand and feet. The fiends, yeah. Elevation is second nature. Do me a favor, don't even stand on. You'll be fine on your own. Just give me something to die, cause you're too far gone. Don't fight the hidden feet. Life brings you to your knees. Don't fight the hidden feet. Don't fight the hidden feet, yeah. Let me see if you're into it! 
game of chess i just don't have anybody to play with anymore i'll play with you nice yeah what's your elo do you know uh i don't have one no go no. on chess.com get an elo gotta get that gotta yeah. get that i had some guys on discord yeah. before it got deleted um yeah. but i grew up playing chess with my grandpa he's the one who taught me i actually beat yeah. my uh in third grade this is not a brag this is not a flex this is just flex. <laughs> yeah. um i beat my fifth grade class including the principal when I was in third oh, grade. Shit. Yeah. Nice. Grandpa, All right. just, Grandpa patted me on the shoulder and said, go do it. He sat down. I beat the entire class. That's awesome. And I was like, yeah, right. no, I, I would love to play you when I'm playing online. Um, bullet and blitz. My ELO is like 1200, but then when yeah. I do the puzzles and play computers, it's like 15, 1600. So I'm just sort of, I'm just sort of like balanced out in my mind. I'm like, I'm an average 1400 ELO. <laughs> nice nice listen i haven't played in a while so go easy on me when we do play because that was third grade i'm a couple of grades past that now yeah (laughs) well by now you should be you should be a chess master i should be i got lazy i got lazy and i stopped having people to play with so yeah that's that's the best of us yeah and then trying to teach it too yeah i'm i can teach certain things that's not one of them (laughs) i get it i get it there's there's a lot to it because you get you want to say everything going through your mind when you're teaching it, but you remember like, oh, no, I just got to stick with the basics. You mm-hmm. got to teach the basics first. That's mm-hmm. how you, that's how you build tree or that's how you grow trees from, uh, from plants and seeds. Yep. Yep. Stop calling it the castle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fire up the sun, burn it to the ground featuring Luca.
Unbelievably, I'm still employed like a cockroach in a microwave, a walkie to boy. By the notion that I'm right and I stand by my principles, never be accused of lacking big testicles. Listen to Luca when he drops these truths, you'll never again regain your youth. If fat was on, but Nakon's watching, Digital Alexa must go to scratching. Loneliness and a long distance runner. Have you seen her photos, man? She's a pure stunner. Looked for diving for the umpteenth time. One of these days I'll run out of rhymes, but in the meantime I've got a supply that's massive. Quality no quantity, these are substantive. I'll break my back to harvest rhymes. I'm in the field all day and I feel fine. Be the ideas, you be the money man We need a small crew to put it on to action Listen to these here ideas that I foster If you've got money, the world is your oyster Apparently the ultimate aphrodisiac If you've got money then they'll jump in the sack So listen here, he's a bell for a natter And then you can hear our standard part So um, So as as a lot of our listeners Don't know because we recorded an episode Not long ago that was actually supposed to air This week yeah, now it's not going to air because there's been a little bit of a change. Yeah, there's, there's been a it's been a bump in the road. Do you Maybe want? I tell you what, I'm going to just be quiet, and I'll let you explain the bump in the road, and we'll go yeah. from there. Yeah, uh, my name is Gavin Kerr, 
and I was just fired from the band Ghost Static. That's that's what happened. That was my bump in the road. I was um, I believe I was working, either working or I don't think I was driving. I was definitely working, and no, I was at the gym. I was working out, and I got a text from my uh from the lead singer of the band saying, "Hey, buddy, we need to talk about the bass situation and the band situation." And I was very confused. And he said in that text that we were gonna we're gonna go in the direction of having uh, this guy Nick, super cool guy, very knowledgeable. I uh, got I met him a couple times at shows and stuff, and he was at rehearsals. Um, got along with him when we did talk. We didn't talk a whole lot, but super cool dude. And uh, the lead singer said, "Yeah, we're gonna have him take over the bass. Uh, I would still like to have you a part of the project, though. What are your thoughts?" And I'm in the middle of working out right now. And my initial thought is, why the fuck are you texting me right now? Why aren't you calling me? Yeah. Why the fuck was I told about this when it was an original thought? What the fuck is going on? Of course I'm not okay with my place in the band being given away. This isn't a, a goddamn Wendy's where you're taking me off the cash register to put me on the fryer. Like... So this was, these were all my initial thoughts. Yeah. And I took my time, finished my workout. I thought, all right, I'll call him later. I'll talk to him. I'll think about what I want to say, how I want to go about it. And uh, tried calling him after I worked out. He was on a run. So I let him finish his thing. Told him to call me back when he had time. Never called me back. I wait till tomorrow. I uh, sent him a text. And I basically say, look, one, I'm not comfortable with this at all. You know, this is this has been my spot for the last uh, last two years. You know, I have amazing stage presence, arguably the best stage presence. I know the songs. I know what I'm doing. I'm really confused on where this is coming from. I, I don't feel comfortable just giving away my position. I had say even though I said, ultimately it's your project. I get that. It's your project. If this is really what you want to do, there's nothing. I have no power or say to stop you, but I want to make it very clear that I'm not okay with this. What do I need to do to keep this position? Like what, what is going on to where you feel like you need to make this decision? And so a little while after, for that, he eventually called me and he broke down all kinds of stuff. He just kind of rambled for a while. And what it eventually came down to was he told me that I was too young and inexperienced to go to the next level. Um, and he acknowledged that my age isn't my fault, but that I just don't have the studio time or the um the knowledge that that he wanted for me to do these things uh another thing was he brought up that i wasn't financially stable enough which was both frustrating because nobody knows my financials except for me right and also because what fucking band is financially stable <laughs> yeah yeah so there was that. I think the Rolling Stones might be financially stable. Maybe. 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 Yeah. 
Billie Eilish has a dollar or two in her back pocket. Yeah, well, one's for the uh, one's for the bus fare, the others for the jukebox. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but um, so he told me that, and then he told me that uh, that my playing was sloppy, and my vocals were pitchy, which were things that could have been brought to my attention uh, a long time ago. Overall, I, I the most frustrating part of this was just the amount of disrespect that I felt through the whole process. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, I was told that I was, I was told that I wasn't good enough before I was told that I needed to be better. Um, a lot of the issues were things that I felt were enabled. I was getting ready to buy a really nice wireless system for these bigger shows that we had coming up uh, mm-hmm. for my base. The reason I did not have my own wireless is because every time that I would say, hey, I'm going to buy a wireless, what would you guys recommend? Because honestly, I don't know the gear yet. I I didn't know the gear to buy. And instead of going to Sweetwater and explaining to them everything that we had and having them help me, I figured, oh, I'll just ask my bandmates because they already know the gear we have and what would work best for that. And every time I'd ask that, they say, oh, don't worry about it. We got one for you. And they'd borrow one from a friend. And it was a lot of situations like that where it was a lot of, hey, what should I do? Or can I get some guidance? And, oh, don't worry about it. We got you covered. Mm. So there was a lot of that. It was extremely frustrating when that's been the situation. And then I'm told, oh, you don't have this stuff. You don't have this knowledge. You don't have this trying to get it figured out kind of thing, this initiative. It's it's uh it's fucking it's infuriating. Yeah. Oh so yeah. They, um, he, he told me that the way that they were going about it was there was a uh, there was a band boat, quote unquote. Um, the drummer Geo, he had just joined in the band about a month or so ago. This was the first show that we had just played our first show with him. He grew up with these guys. I had just met him. I knew that I wasn't going to get his vote. He wasn't going to vote for me against the guy who writes the music. Right. Uh, Same thing with the guitarist, Todd. You know, I've known him a long time. He's been in the band since the beginning with me. I love the dude to death. I also know that he wasn't going to vote against the dude who writes the music. He thinks he's going to be out next, you know? Mm -hmm. So I get that. And then Nick, the bassist, he didn't get a vote clearly but essentially it was me against adamo yeah and so he said in that phone call he would say uh we're gonna take a vote and i'll call you and let you know what it is i never got that call i found out what the decision was when i saw that the drummer had posted their new photos and behind the scenes of their new photo shoots the next day. Oh, wow. So that was a foregone conclusion that you were gone. You had no shot. It was over. Yeah. 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 The very next day they had a photo shoot and it wasn't posted on the band page. So I know I wasn't supposed to see it. Mm. And none of the other guys had it posted on their shit. So I know I wasn't supposed to see it, but Gio had posted it on his story and I saw it. And that's when I made my post on Facebook. Hey, 
I'm no longer a part of this project. I'll be doing my own thing soon. There you go. So Well, overall, I'm just overall, I'm uh, frustrated. I am I'm angry about how it was handled. I understand to an extent. You know, I, I understand Adamo's going on 40 now. This is his project. This is his baby. He feel I'm sure he feels like if this doesn't work, then that's the last shot. So I understand the pressure to some extent, not firsthand, but I can understand why he would want to make sure that everything is perfect and not want to take any risks. However, more than anything, I'm disappointed and feel betrayed on how the situation was handled. How there was a lack of communication, how the communication for the most part was done either over text or very, fuck, I don't even know the word to say for it. Just a fuddled, I, I don't know. It just, it, it wasn't handled in a way that, uh, that I felt was respectful and that I deserved. So I'm pretty pissed, but I've gotten overwhelming support from not only friends and family, but the community. You know, I've had people message me, inviting me to be in, in their bands and their projects, and they're they're good bands, too. Um, the one, the, the only reason why I didn't join was just because uh, they're so far away, for one. And then I don't have the gear for the position that they want me to be in. And in all honesty, I'm kind of scared. I'm, I'm scared to buy all that gear and get all that stuff and do another two or three years in a band and it not work out. Yeah. So I get that. Than, yeah. So more than anything, I really want to focus on my own thing. Hmm. Um, I really want to reach out to those people who said they're willing to help me and use those resources to make my own music and my own project. And then I really want to, um, prove that I am good enough on my own and I am good enough with my project to the point where I have people reaching out to me to be a feature musician in their projects. Uh, my goal is for 2024. Uh, my goal 2024, I want to win a Cleveland music award. That's, that's my goal. And it's a big goal, but I truly believe that I can do it if I really bust my ass and grind it out. You know, it's not just the music that I'm writing. I have, um, I've got I've got my outfits in my head figured out. There's gonna be costume changes. Uh, I've got fucking. I'm gonna be setting myself on fire for parts of them. I want to be yeah. suspended and shit. Like I want to do weird stuff on stage. I don't want it to just be music. I want it to be an experience. I want to be theatrical. I want to be even if you don't enjoy the music, you go to the show and you think, "Holy fuck, that was crazy!" Dude, that's, that's awesome. something I haven't seen before. And now I have that full creative control mm -hmm. and that's what I want to do. Dude, that's awesome. That's going to be a hell of a show. No, I'm excited. Yeah, I really hey. am. I'm terrified, but I'm really <laughs> fucking excited. Dude, it, stepping out of your comfort zone, that's the best thing you can do. And I know you, you got this. If you need anything from the pit, man, shout at us, let us know. Yeah, I will. Thank you. Seriously. Yeah, man. Um, so we're down to like a minute and a half on this right yeah. now. About to run out of time. Um, is there anything you want to share? Do you want to jump back in for like a extra five minutes or do you just want to call it here?
Oh, we can call it here. I got I got some people waiting on me. And I'm okay. sure that we'll have we'll have plenty to talk about next time. Definitely. Hey man, I love yeah. and I love talking to you. you just bring so much to the show and I I like it. I can't help it. I thank like you. it. I think it's cool. Thank and, you, man. And, and thank you for reaching out. You know, that like you you were one of the specific people that it meant a lot to me when you first reached out saying, Hey, I saw what happened. Do you want to redo our show? Do you want to redo the show? That that was awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't air that other show with all of that going on. Plus, you had yeah. to have your stuff out there. So yeah. anyway, dude, go do your thing. Um, thank you again so much for joining me on this. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, bro. It's been a pleasure as always. Hey, right, man, you have a good day, and uh, I'll let you know when this one's up. You too. Take care, man. Later, buddy. Bye. Bye. Magdalene Rose, Shark Spray. Me! <laughs>